Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. This show is where Dr. Jason Deitch and myself, Jeff Langmaid, give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers, future leaders, and fantastic people involved in our profession. Hey, docs. I'm Dr. Jeff Langmaid here with my co-host, Dr. Jason Deitch. Thanks for tuning in to today's Smart Chiropractor Show, and we have a special featured guest today, a doc that I've known for a few years now and probably is a familiar face to many people out there today, Dr. Lisa Thompson, president of the California Chiropractic Association. Lisa, thanks for coming on with us today. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you guys. You got it. And I want to trace it back to the beginning. Uh, you know, president of the president of the well, the largest association in, in you know in the country. I'm going to assume by a state perspective. How did you even get started with it? I know there's a lot of young docs out there that would like to become involved, but maybe don't even know where to start. So let's trace yeah. it back to the beginning. How, what made you yeah. get interested in becoming involved, and what were those first steps that led to where you are today? Yeah. So for me. I, I'm not from California. I'm from upstate New York originally, went to Palmer, Florida, and I didn't want to go back up to the cold. So I packed up my car and drove out to California and decided I was going to open my own practice. And I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what I didn't know. So I joined the California Chiropractic Association as a way of getting information, getting resources. They had a great online uh, area at the time where I could get, whether it was personal injury or insurance, all the stuff that we aren't taught maybe as much as we should be in school. Um, so they had those great resources. So I used that. And then I started going to the events and started making some great contacts and not only making friends, but uh, having other chiropractors that could help me. And there's so many wanted to help. It wasn't just competition. It was all uh, people wanting to help. So then I met some of the local leaders and they were like, oh, you should come to our leadership meetings. So I did that and like things just started to snowball. Uh, I ended up going up to Sacramento for our legislative day. And that's where I really saw how important the state associations are. Uh, we're the only ones fighting for chiropractic. Nobody else is doing this for us. So I think that was kind of the, the big moment for me. It was already good and it was great to be involved and great to meet new people. But once I was in Sacramento and saw the impact that we have and can have, that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step up as much as I can. And I just kept running for positions and here I am. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, I'm gonna ask you, Two questions in one, which is, um, number one, what drives you to want to, you know, give back and serve the profession to the level that you do? I know you've got a practice, you've got a family, you've got a life, you've, you know, that you're, you're not looking for extra things to do, I'm assuming. Um, so what, number one, what drives you to, to, to really be of service at that level? Um, and two, how important is it for, you to have members that join and support what what's that ratio and, and you know why does the practicing chiropractor how do they benefit or what contribution do they make when they sign up and become a member and contribute yeah so i mean part one of that and what drives me is i love what i do i love being a chiropractor i see all day that i can help people without drugs and without surgery and I mean, preach it to the choir on a chiropractic podcast, but we all see every day, oh, I went to my, my wherever and it was just medication and it was, uh, they didn't help me and I need something else. And knowing that if we have the right leadership to kind of just promote what we can really do, uh, I, I think it's incredible. I think we can change the world as crazy as that sounds, it's, it's true. 
So I felt morally obligated to step up. It wasn't like, oh, I really, I really want to take all this time away from my family and stuff and uh, just do this. No, it's like it felt like if if the profession thought I was the right person for the job at this time, then I would do work my butt off and do as much as I can because I love what I do and I I think it's very important. Um, So. I also have a supportive husband and my kids who I try and since I do own my own business, I can kind of make that work as much as I can. Um, And I think everybody can get involved in a a different way. So saying like what impact we can have, it's different for every person. Uh, For me, it's my big thing at first was sports and sports symposium. I started helping uh, plan that. And that was great. And I love, I'm a big nerd. So education was really important to me. Um, Some people don't have the time to do stuff like that or don't care. We need money too. Just if you could support being a member and support financially, that helps. Um, Some people are really good at and are passionate about insurance stuff. That's not what interests me. Um, So everybody's different. We have our committees and task forces that help in their own ways. and, And if you don't have the time to do it, then just being a member helps also. There's so many different ways to give back and it all helps. Every little thing helps. Did you say somebody's passionate about insurance? I got to meet this now. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just some kidding. People who their insurance blows my mind <laughs> because they want to make a difference. It's not like they like sitting there and dealing with Blue Cross, Blue Shield all the time, but they know they can make a difference and and I love them for that. I, I could not I could not agree more. Jason asked a little bit about sort of what drove you, but I'm going to say, you know, with all the things that you have going on, with all of the, I'm sure as we'll explore, you know, the challenges and opportunities, you know, being at that, you know, at that level, at that on that stage, I'd love to just talk a little bit about mindset. What are maybe some, I don't know, anything from a favorite book to a mindset strategy? I, I feel like you have to have a pretty strong mindset. You have to have a positive mental attitude really to be able to do all the things that you do. How do you think about mindset day in and day out? How do you kind of protect yours? And and what are your thoughts around that topic? Yeah, well, one, I'll say it's not easy. So if I say my books or whatever and make it, it's not easy. So everybody struggles with this stuff. Um, I think the busier I get, the more it forces me to really be aware of that and, uh, and take care of myself and get organized. So for me, my big way to, for my mindset is I walk and listen to Audible. So I have a whole bunch of books that I like and uh, lately a lot of leadership books because I want to be a good leader. Um, Atomic Habits is probably my my favorite right now. I'm a big Brene Brown fan. Uh, so anything by her, but uh, those are my favorite. So I walk. I've got a loop that I do. It's a couple miles. I'll put my my headbutt or my earbuds in and I just I will do my loop and I will listen to it. And I'm usually have like two or three books going at a time because every day is different. Some days I'm like, okay, I've got a lot of stress with leadership stuff. I need to do this. Other days it's okay. Uh, my kids are, or, or COVID stuff. This morning I had, to, I got a call from my son's school after I dropped him off. He needed a COVID test to go back to school today, but he wasn't out of school. Somebody had COVID five days ago. So they're making kids test five days. It's like, so I might need a different book than a leadership book <laughs> today. Um, but it's all incredibly important. Um, and that and just the exercise itself, too. But for me, that combination is huge. Listening to a book, whatever is needed for me at that time, and then getting the movement in also is I, I don't know what, 
what I, if I go a couple days, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with me? And then I go for my walk. I'm like, oh, I just needed, needed that. <laughs> Fresh air, sunshine, and movement is a great recipe. Um, Lisa, help me understand. You are basically in charge of, as Jeff said, the largest, I'm assuming it's the lar largest state. I assume it's one of the larger associations. What can you, and, and most things start in California, what uh, what can you tell us about the landscape, what you're seeing, what you're hearing? We're obviously living in insane times. Um, you know, it's the bizarro world. Uh, from your perspective as president, looking at the landscape of the state and the nation, what are you hearing? Is there any good news, anything we need to be concerned about? What, what are you seeing from, from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, honestly, overall, I think things are good. Uh, California, things are pretty crazy. It's a different, I never know what I'm going to hear the next day. I mean, that example this morning was perfect, or it's like, they don't have to quarantine, but now they have to test. It's crazy. So, um, but overall, especially going to, so being uh, president of the state association, we also have our Cairo Congress where all the presidents of all the state associations meet and which California is not the largest. Um, I know Michigan uh, has more members than we do. We we could really use more members. So uh, if you're from California, give me a call if you're not a member. Um, but I, I mean, overall, things are good. I mean, especially Cairo Congress is doing some awesome things. If, if anybody listening isn't aware of the big, big project, project there, it's not their project, but we're all involved with it. Um, and oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget what it's called right now because I wasn't planning on talking about it. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The um, the big project that Cairo Congress is kind of spearheading, where basically we're creating a, what our mission is for everybody as chiropractors, and it's and it's everybody coming together, whether it's a straight chiropractor or uh, evidence based or whatever, whatever you call yourself everybody's getting together and trying to find, there's so much common ground. We as chiropractors tend to focus on other stuff when we're, we have all these battles when there's so much common ground that we have. And to be in the room with all these people who are so different and to have everybody come together and raise money together and get excited about this together is so cool. And I'm, the amount of time and effort and thought that is going into this is fantastic. Uh, and I can't believe I can think of what it's called. Um, so apologize, JP6 is going to be so mad. Um, but it's it's really cool to be in that room. Uh, there was one of our last meetings. I think like over sixty thousand dollars was raised in like fifteen minutes. Um, but it, that I'm very excited about because we all have so much in common. I, I I could not agree more. There's just it, it's. It's wild to look from the outside in and you try to take a step outside and think, you know, take off the chiropractic hat and be like, gosh, you know, exactly. So many chiropractors have so much in common, yet there tends to be the, you know, these little divisions that end up, you know, becoming huge issues over time. And I'm certainly happy to hear that, you know, the leaders around the country are, are, are getting together, you know, kind of breaking bread and making progress towards what can really continue to move our profession, uh, you know, forward as a whole. I think that is so critically important. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to ask you a tough question here. As you got started, what was, what was maybe one of these unforeseen challenges as president? You came in, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure that there, there's loose ends all over the place. What, yeah. What's maybe a challenge that you weren't expecting that, uh, that you had to overcome and, and how, have, how, have, how did you overcome it? 
Yeah, so I mean, there's a new challenge every day, I think. Um, one is uh, my first, very before I got sworn in and had a first meeting, and then I had people coming up to me like, well, why did you do this? Why did you do that? And it was like, whoa, like, I'm happy to talk to anybody. I'm, I have no hidden agenda. I'm transparent. I'm just trying to help the profession. Um, so it was just, it kind of threw me off because I'm not a combative person at all. Um, especially our meeting was in Napa, so after some wine, people were um, bringing that up. Um, and I think one of the biggest challenges is just time management for me, because I do have a busy practice and I do have a family. And to try, I have my phone, I get text messages all day. Hey, why did this happen? What did this happen? Can you, and it's like, I don't have all the answers. I, I, I never will have all the answers. I can help guide people, but I, I don't have all the answers, and I, I think stepping into this role, a lot of people are like, oh, she must know all of these things, and I, I don't. There's, I have an amazing, I wouldn't even have ran for the position as president if I didn't have an amazing team around me. I am just one person of this awesome team. Our board of directors is fantastic. Our staff is fantastic. Trickling down all of our leadership lovers, le leaders are fantastic. Um, so I don't have all the answers, and I think that's one of the big things is, the constant emails and text messages and trying to figure out, okay, this is important. And then this one, like you can get to it later, but don't stress about it. And just trying to make everybody happy when I know that's not ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah. That is a tough one. And uh, I, both of us admire you deeply for taking on the role. Uh, it's uh, as much as people are like, I want to be president. I want to be president. Uh, there's a lot of thankless hours and, uh, and you know, you'll let us know whether that becomes a net positive versus the sacrifices <laughs> that you're making in the years to come. But I want to pick up on, you mentioned more members. Uh, and it's, uh, I think one of the most frustrating things for anybody in a leadership position, I've known many of them, uh, is what you need to do to activate practicing chiropractors to want to get involved, who oftentimes are just so focused on their immediate needs and their survival. Um, so how do you answer the question, you know, for the practicing chiropractor who goes, you know, I'm barely able to make ends meet. You know, I've got all, you know, bills to pay, responsibilities, kids, mortgages, et cetera. Uh, when people ask you, you know, well, what do I get out of, you know, being a member of the CCA? What's the benefit to the practicing chiropractor to want to make that investment? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, California anyway, it's like $63 a month. So it it's very affordable to be a member. Um, and for me, because I see the big picture, I see the importance of it as we're protecting our profession, we're protecting our right to practice. And even though we don't always see the wins, sometimes the little things in the background that we prevented that you don't hear about, are just as important, if not more important. Um, when COVID hit, we were considered essential. We had some really hard conversations with some, uh, we'll say, some political uh, figures who may not like chiropractors that much. And these conversations went well. We were considered essential and able to stay open. Stuff like that is huge. But on top of that, we have discounts for CEs. We've got local meetings. We've There's so much stuff. We have a a new website that has a list of stuff. I see new stuff on that all the time. There's all these discounts and, and benefits that we have. Um, and the third thing that's huge is the friendship and meeting with people. Like we had a meeting in La Quinta two weeks ago 
it was awesome just to be able to see everybody again since it's been a while and have those conversations with like-minded people and and La Quinta is beautiful there's so many beautiful places in California we have meetings that helps but there's I mean for me it's a no-brainer I give extra just because I see like I have my dues and then I'm donating to the pack and giving my time because again because I love what I do and if like my neighbors aren't going to do anything they don't care but i'm a chiropractor and we're the ones who are going to move our profession forward right so lots of benefits um but i'm biased (laughs) well and and you should be and i think there's a couple points that you you made there that i just want to touch on one is you know for those docs that are really you know roi minded I think that's a, you brought up a great point with the discounts. You could probably offset, you know, the cost of membership by utilizing, you know, the companies utilizing the discounts available to you. So whether current members are watching, make sure you're utilizing them because that's what they're there for. Or if you're a future member, uh, be sure to check it out because a lot of times these costs can be offset by the discounts that are offered. The second portion, Lisa, that you touched on, I think is important is so many chiropractors out there are lone wolves, right? We become sort of siloed within our practice and, you know, know, it, it becomes, well, I don't want to get out of my practice because now, you know, I'm trying to, you know, do better in my, pr- and it becomes this bizarre, you know, you know, circle or spiral where actually getting out, building those, you know, bridges, talking with other docs and really extending beyond your practice is one of the things that actually make, can make you more successful, even if it takes you out of the practice a little bit more. And I think that those are just really key points I want docs to realize uh, as we'd encourage, you know, everybody that's watching and listening within California to, you know, head over to the website. And on, the, and on that note, where, where do docs go? Where's the easiest place for them to head over and, and learn more? I don't think we want to give them your, your, your phone number to text you, uh, but where, where's the easiest and best place that docs can get started in the California Chiropractic Association? Yeah, of course. So the last couple of years, we were working with a, I think it was a marketing team. They said CCA has, there's so many CCAs out there. So we now go by CalCairo. And so you can go to, you can look up CalCairo now, and that's where you'll find the California Chiropractic Association stuff instead of CCA. And I don't mind if people reach out to me, um, but prefer email so I can have time to think and prioritize. And my email is simple. It's DRL Thompson. There's no P in Thompson. So DRL THOMSON at gmail.com. And I am happy to help and answer questions. Um, I know that that's busy and stuff is, is part of the job. I'm okay with that. Lisa, I'll just ask uh, as we sort of wrap up, is there, uh, you mentioned when I asked you about, you know, like what's in it for me, uh, most of what I think most associations are doing are what I'll call defense, uh, very similar to in chiropractic. You know, many of the best benefits are the things you never will get because you've been proactive and these things don't happen that otherwise would have happened uh, had you not been involved. Um, are there any offensive initiatives or a vision of some sort that can not only help you know chiropractors know, okay, we're protecting our rights, we're making sure we can stay open, we're making sure we have some sort of insurance parity, et cetera. Um, but what's the what's the offensive vision? What's the you know what's the dream? What is if you if you had if you doubled your membership you know in the next thirty days, what would you do with the money? What would you do with the resources? What what's the offensive vision for the association and and maybe even for you? Yeah, well, I mean, really, we are a political organization, so that's exactly like talking about parity. That's exactly what our goals are. 
Um, and that's a lot of where the money goes to. I just had a PAC meeting on Monday. We were talking about, okay, we have an, a new PAC group and we're trying to decide what money goes where. And on top of that, what we have surveys that go out that say to our members, what's important to you? How can we help? What it, Parity is usually number one, um, but things like sports physicals in California right now, um, so you can kind of do sports physicals, but in the wording of the CIF language, it doesn't mention chiropractors. So some schools won't accept uh, sports physicals from a chiropractor. Uh, and that's depending on your area, it's a problem sometimes. Uh, so it's, it's all the things, but really whatever we're gonna fight for is what our members want. It's not about me, it's what I want. It's not about our board and what they want. It's what our members want. Uh, so that's it. And we would love to be more offensive. So we, trying to compete with the California Medical Association is very hard with all their billions and millions of dollars. And we're just this little group over here. So a lot of times the defensive side is the only thing we can do, um, but stronger together. So more people we have as members, better. So whether you're in California or whatever state you're in, uh, join. <laughs> yeah, I, I and think one person can make a difference. That is a uh, that is a great take home message. And I think you are a fantastic example of that serving at an exceptionally high level in your community taking care of people. I've seen you, you know, teach sports courses, and you're, you're absolutely fantastic at that and then stepping up to become president of the California Chiropractic Association. Lisa, I know you are super busy. And I want to say on behalf of Jason and our entire team, thank you so much for taking a few moments and coming on docs out there Cal Cairo, if you are in California and not a member, head over search Cal Cairo check it out become a member utilize the discounts and uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there meet up with Lisa at the next event <laughs> and, it'll, and you'll, I guarantee you'll have a good time so Lisa thanks so much for coming on today thank you so much thank you for listening to interviews by the smart chiropractor join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment this episode has been brought to you by the smart chiropractor the smart chiropractor can deliver more new patients better retention and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising learn more and get started today at the smart chiropractor.com